I'm Karen. And I'm Angela. Welcome to the Within Creative Reason podcast. We break down what it means to be creative, from the process to the strategies and everything in between. We'll cover mindset, daily routines, and creative inspiration. So let's have some creative conversations. All right, welcome to the very first podcast episode of Within Creative Reason. I am sitting here alongside Miss Karen Tomer. Hi, Karen. Hey, Angela. How's it going? <laughs> so good. I'm really excited to be here and even more excited about our first guest. <sighs> I had to take a deep breath before I introduced her because this woman wears a million hats and she wears them so well. So we have got Marissa Lather as our special guest. Marissa is many things, like I mentioned. She is first and foremost the employee employment branding marketing manager over at Proficient. Doesn't stop there. Marissa is also a digital media thought leader at Marketer Marissa. And she is on the executive leadership board of the St. Louis chapter of the Association of National Advertisers Business Marketing. And she's also a social media influencer and a style icon. We adore her. Marissa, thanks for being here. Oh, my gosh. Thank you, you guys. Can you hear me smiling through the speaker? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. That's what that sound is. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about what does that mean? You wear all of these hats. Can you walk us through a little bit of your day-to-day and what kind of goes into all of your work? Definitely. I think, you know, I consider myself a creative at heart, maybe even go so far to call myself an artist. And even though I work in marketing, I think that, you know, marketing truly is a combination of data and art. So um, when I think about kind of what my day to day is, I'll start with my role at Proficient. So as the employment branding marketing manager, I help people interested working in technology find a career they love. And I do that by showcasing our employer brand and internal thought leaders. So basically, I have the coolest job in the world uh, (laughs) where I get to show everybody all of the amazing things that our company is doing and investing in the employee experience. So you know, that's my nine to five. Um, After that, I do a whole lot of work with the Association of National Advertisers. Um, I was the running president for three years. And as of June 2018, passed it over to my new board. um, And we host different kinds of marketing events, such as workshops, conferences, uh, panels, we even did an improv activity, Angela. I know you'll like that. Yes, um, and. <laughs> <laughs> yes, for uh, for the digital community in St. Louis. So uh, it's a real great way to stay involved, you know, keep up with friends and make sure that I'm staying up on the latest marketing trends. And then I uh, kind of overall, I have my own presence online as marketer Marissa and actually another one as Vogue Rhythm, both with two very different audiences, um, because I think that that's what's so cool about being a creative person is you can have multiple different facets to your life and to your personality, and it's really up to you in what ways those you know result in tangible outcomes. 
Wow. Okay. You do a lot of things. <laughs> and you do them all so well. I don't know how you sleep at night because I feel like every day is packed with just so much energy and creativity. Does that sound about right? Well, I think the cool thing is it feeds off of each other. You know, each activity lends a little bit of knowledge or inspiration to the next. So it all plays off of each other. Gotcha. Well, I love that you brought up inspiration because that's really one of the the first questions that we wanted to to start with you on is, you know, working in this creative field, wearing all of these hats, where do you find inspiration in, in your work? You know, I'm lucky that I get to surround myself um, at Proficient with a bunch of amazing people, some of the finest people I've ever had the opportunity to work with. So I definitely look around the people that I'm with every day and see what I can learn from them. Um, I also like going outside of my everyday to make sure that I'm experiencing different viewpoints, different perspectives, and trying to wrap all of that into my own opinion. So I watch both CNN and Fox News, and I want to know what the middle ground is. <laughs> so, you know, I think one of uh, the things that I heard that really made a lot of sense to me um, in terms of like, where does innovation come from? It has to do with the edge effect. And it is in nature where there are two very diverse ecosystems that come together. So think like, you know, desert and rainforest or the ocean um, where it meets the land. That's where you tend to get the most diverse um, life forms. Um, and we see it even down to a molecular level. And so kind of taking that same strategy, anytime that I can put two very different things together, I think that that's where some real new thoughts come from. So I definitely like looking outside of myself, um, but then also making sure to dedicate time to visiting, you know, kind of like my inner, my inner mind, my inner being, um, mm -hmm. and making sure to give myself time to process everything that I'm learning. Um, I used to think when I was younger that, you know, oh my gosh, if I've got an idea, let me write it down. And I, I still do write my ideas down because I think that that's a good practice for staying creative. Um, but I do it now more for um, almost gratitude as opposed to fear, because I learned that with creativity, it is an untapped, you know, exponential. It's never going to end. You know, you have all of the creativity in the world, and it's just about harnessing it for each particular situation that you're in. Wow, that sounds like an incredibly smart way to sort of compartmentalize all of these kind of ideas that flow through you. Which ones do you pay attention to? What do you do with those? It just sounds like a great way to sort of process everything, like you said. Yeah. I mean, I think with all of the notifications and beeps and buzzes and distractions <laughs> that we are faced with every day, um, it's really easy to let, you know, a lot of the things that we learn um, and even feel kind of slip through. And in marketing, especially, one of the things that I've kind of equated it to, especially working with smaller businesses, is marketing's there to tell you kind of like 
what's cool, like to make your business the coolest business that everybody wants to hang out with. Um, but so with that, you've got to make sure that you're tapping into all of the different potential channels um, that you could use to you know, showcase whatever business you're working with. And so by doing that, you're automatically opening yourself up to new opportunities for creativity and innovation. Wow. Okay. So speaking of creativity and innovation, I would love to pick your brain about any maybe daily routines you have, something to keep you creatively fueled, whether it's going for a walk or meditation or listening to a certain podcast, maybe what's within creative reason. I don't know. But what are a couple staples in your day? Well, I think you actually just took several of, <laughs> of the things that I do very frequently because I think that they are things that every person can do. You know, it those are all very accessible uh, ways to tap into your creativity. So uh, first things first, when I wake up, you know, I check my calendar and try to identify, you know, is this going to be a crazy day or <laughs> is this going to be a day that, you know, I can get everything on my list done and, you know, get through it all. Um, if it's a crazy day, I really try to prioritize five to 10 minutes of meditation in the morning. Um, I know that everything from emotions to priorities to distractions are all only going to increase as the day um, progresses. So it's really important for both me, just for my mental sanity, <laughs> but then also, you know, for all of the people that I'm around and that I'm supporting, that I can stay as level-headed throughout the day. And I find that a guided meditation, which I'll just find on YouTube or the Insight Timer app or Calm.com, um, there are so many great apps out there that can walk you through a guided meditation. And I find that that really actually does help me. Um, after that, I have a pretty specific list of podcasts that I listen to uh, in the morning, and I'll share a couple of those with you now, and then I can give you a longer um, list for your show notes. Oh, perfect. But two of yeah, two of the ones that I really, really like that are a little bit longer are the HBR Idea Cast, so the Harvard Business Review Idea Cast. And then um, Work Life with Adam Grant. It's a TED production. And I know we're all very familiar with uh, TED <laughs> in this group. Um, and I find just a lot of well-researched, concise, um, you know, just well-delivered information in both of those. Um, and three short-form ones that I listen to on a very regular basis um, is Marketing School with Neil Patel and Eric Sue. And then because I work in technology, I listen to Marketplace Tech and the Wall Street Journal's Tech News Briefing, which those are all 10 minutes or under. And even if you don't work in technology, I think that they are really um, interesting to plug you into a lot of the digital issues that we as consumers are faced with without even um, really knowing so a lot about uh, privacy and you know data laws and how you know Amazon impacts our daily life and you know just the role that those businesses play in um, our day-to-day -day life so again it's a little bit of all different types of things but that's the morning I get through the day um, 
I typically don't have time for a walk during the day, so I save those uh, for later or really indulge on the weekends on a <laughs> long walk. Um, and then full disclosure, I almost hesitate to admit this, but in on my drive home, I listen to like reality show t- podcasts. Hey, you are so human and you're in a safe place yes, here. Absolutely. I mean, I am a Bravo addict. So, you know, yeah, I love St. Louis's own Andy Cohen, of course. I know, home of Andy. <laughs> so, you know, I like listening to some things like that. And again, where it comes from pulling inspiration and creativity from all sorts of different channels. I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about uh, a celebrity was talking about updating their Instagram story and they were talking about a specific app that I realized I had on my phone and never used. And I think it's really going to up my Instagram game. So I think everybody should go check out the unfold app. I haven't used it yet, but it looks really cool. Gosh, (laughs) Marissa, I feel like you just, emptied out your handbag of all of these creative ideas because you learn a lot about people. Well, yeah, I, again, I think just being your most authentic self also helps you, um, you know, find the true creativity and where you don't have to necessarily fake that you're interested in something because when you're passionate about something, um, you know, it just breeds a whole other level of motivation and inspiration. So Amen, sister. Love that. Love that. You know, so, you know, I think switching gears a little bit when we think about, especially working in marketing, especially a lot of leadership, they're very data driven, right? And so everybody wants to know, like, how much engagement are you getting? How many comments are there? Are you getting conversions? Things like that. You know, how do you balance kind of that being creative, which is something that I think a lot of people don't understand if they don't live that world every day? You know, how do you balance that creative in kind of this today's data-driven world? How do you stay creative, I guess, in a data-driven world? Oh, you mean like looking at a screen full of numbers and letters, (laughs) you know, scrolling from top to bottom? (laughs) Um, Right. Well, luckily, um, the data that I'm using is really useful for pulling insights out of. And so uh, I think as we think about data, you know, you've got to make sure that um, you're tying everything back to a business objective, especially if you're working in marketing or just any type of business role. And so tapping into data allows that to actually fuel your creativity because it can tell you kind of, you know, where your audience might be more interested in a certain area of a topic um, or where you have you know, say you have 500 articles about a specific topic, but only three of another, and the audience really wants to know about that topic that you have the short supply of. So data gives you some insight about that in terms of creating content, but then especially, um, you know, working in a corporation, you have to make, um, you know, proposals for different campaigns that you want to run. And so, understanding that my role specifically does entail a lot of creativity and a lot of um, both sides of the brain thinking, I really like to use that data to showcase what can be done through um, some of the different efforts. And then it allows me to measure so that I can show that success. And then I was 
actually listening, give you another plug here, um, to Teaching Creativity to Leaders. Um, it's one of the HBR Idea Cast. And one of the things that they specifically mentioned that made me think of this question was um, one of the ways that you can actually measure creativity is by um, understanding how fast something takes from going to uh, idea to prototype. And so that allows you a quantifiable metric that you can use to show, okay, we are increasing in our creativity. Um, we are, you know, excelling against the competition, but it gives you a lot of, you know, tools to basically show um, the value in the work that you've done. Wow, we couldn't have <laughs> said it better ourselves. You know, it's one of those things where I think you that's like kind of the mark of a seasoned marketing person where you you embrace the data, you use the data as opposed to fearing the data. And I think a lot of times you get those kind of younger marketers. You know, I think that's something that that, you know, is a great lesson to learn and probably comes with time a little bit. Uh, but I think that that is just a, a really the mark of a, a really seasoned marketer, which of course, we have in the lovely Marissa. So thanks for sharing all that. Boy, you guys are making me blush, except I just have to say, I think I'm going to actually quote you because I love that. Use the data. Don't fear the data. That's powerful. That's right. Way to go, Karen Tomer. Well, to kind of keep the conversation flowing, um, question for you, Marissa, how do you balance progress versus perfection? Any tidbits for our listeners? Oh, yes. Um, <laughs> as a self-proclaimed perfectionist um, and artist, uh, it can be really hard to let things go, um, especially the more that you care about them. I think that that's something that we can all relate to. Um, except the thing with marketing is it's never, quote, done, unquote, oh. because you know, like you can always add more sources to a blog. You could A-B test those images. You could optimize a campaign. You could apply deeper analytics or marketing technology or expand your audience. I mean, so many different kinds of things because really the only caps are time, money, and kind of like technical know-how or ability. Um, so understanding that I am almost stuck in some type of uh, little mouse wheel where I could keep going. I have to be aware. And that's where, again, it goes back to the mindfulness um, of being aware when I might be stuck on something or giving it too much time or vice versa, not enough time. And so um, as an artist, I have really tried to embrace the idea of letting things go with the understanding that I can always go back and edit it. Um, you know, I think especially in my role, things, things move fast, you know, and there are a lot of demands. And in order to make sure that I am providing for my team, I have to make sure that I'm not getting hung up on any personal insecurities where it might relate to something that I'm working on. It kind of is that old adage, like, if a tree falls in the forest, but nobody was around to hear it, did it really fall? It's like, <laughs> if I write a really great article, but nobody sees it, does it even matter? So um, 
I recently heard a theory that you should aim to fail. And the hook on that was you should aim to complete 60% of something. Because if we go back to school, it's like, if you're getting a 60%, you're getting an F, you're failing. So if you can aim for at least 80%, I think that that is a good number to get something complete, get something produced that you're proud of, but then also make sure that you have the ability to go back and optimize it if it, if it calls for it. Wow. And I think what you said too makes a lot of sense. It's like you can't know that there's really an actual end game with what you're doing because the the pace of the marketing world is so fast. So it's like it's never finished, but it's always evolving, right? Oh my gosh. I mean, I struggle with that as a digital marketer myself. You know, there are so many tools out there and there are so many great tools. And so um, whenever you do have defined processes and, you know, I've been marketing for more years than I might like to admit at this (laughs) point, um, but you do see a lot of trends come and go. And so you understand the value and fundamentals But then also, um, as that technology advances, it's important to make sure that you're setting aside, again, the time to evaluate new tools, um, talk to people who are using them. Um, In fact, even with social media, it's even easier to talk to the people who are making them directly. Um, I know there are companies local who are building apps. And if you're, you know, a customer of theirs, the feedback that you're providing is directly going into shaping how that app is built. Um, A really cool example is I kept hearing a lot about um, a graphic design software called Easel. And at some of the different marketing conferences I was going to, it kept coming up and I'd always been a long time Canva user. So I went ahead and I put on LinkedIn one day, I was like, you know, easel or Canva, what's your favorite? And, you know, posted it mindlessly because it came up in a conversation at work. Nobody had heard of it. And I was like, oh, this can, you know, generate a little activity. Um, Well, it did. It generated almost 5,000 views, you know, 50 comments to the point where the founder of Easel reached out to me on LinkedIn um, just to say thank you and, you know, introduce herself. And it was just really amazing to be able to, you know, connect with a brand that, you know, I felt was very iconic. So, you know, especially when it comes back to inspiration and creativity, um, you know, always making sure to evaluate the current landscape. And it's like, if everybody is using something, it might be worth looking at, you know, Um, especially if it's a specific tool or even a specific marketing trend, Um, you know, there, there is value in jumping on things like that. But you have to be aware. Holy moly. (laughs) Because up until this moment, I was a Canva girl. Now I may have to explore easel. Well, oh my God. Let me just tell you then. I (laughs) just learned about, I think it's befunky.com, which seems to (laughs) compare. I know, right? (laughs) It uh, seems to combine easel (laughs) or Canva with Facetune. I mean, you know, so again, when you think about the types of 
manipulated images that everybody is putting out there, even if it is something that's graphically designed, you know, when it comes to creativity and inspiration and even innovation, it's about being aware of the reality versus also kind of the digital perspective of perfection that is pushed in front of us. So. Love that. Well, speaking of tools, you know, what are what are some of your your favorite tools that you use in your day to day that you really feel helps fuel your creativity? Well, I definitely recommend. Um, well, I'm even going to start when I go to sleep. I use a sound machine app um, that doubles as a white noise machine during the day. So uh, I think it's called Relax Melodies, and they've got different kinds of guided sleep meditations because I think, you know, you've got to have sleep in order to tap into your creative mind. Like you've got to have all of your basic needs covered before your body is even capable of going into that um, creative mind space, which they like measure on MRIs. So this is totally proven that you have to be in a specific flow. Um, so I will also use like calm.com or insight timer. Like we talked about earlier. Um, I'm a big fan of the podcast app, except I recently have found a few new ones that I'm checking out. Um, and then one of the ways that I consume information now that has greatly changed my life um, is by using Feedly. And you can use any other type of RSS reader. But um, about two years ago, I was facing really extreme email overload. You know, I was getting, you know, somewhere like 300 emails a day between sales and newsletters and then trying to figure out, you know, the relevant emails in there that I needed to be reading. Um, and so I went ahead and just started unsubscribing from all of my newsletters and plugging all of those um, content sources into Feedly. And the cool thing with that is it allows me to group um, the different themes of content that I'm consuming. So I have local content, I have marketing content, I have my Bravo and Real Housewives content. <laughs> uh, I, I've got uh, interior decorating, arts and crafts, you know, and technology and cybersecurity and all of these like different random thoughts and interests that I have. Um, I have them all in one place. So when I get up and I've done my meditation, I've listened to my podcast, I'm drinking my coffee. I'm like, okay, what can I do? Um, you know, what's new happening today? I can go to Feedly and depending on, you know, if it's the weekend, maybe I look up, you know, a craft project to do, or maybe look up something for the garden or a recipe. Um, but then if it's during the week, you know, I might be looking at what are some of the latest marketing thought leaders saying. And the cool thing with that is it also allows me to um, publish directly to my Hootsuite, which allows me to schedule out my social media content because um, I kind of like to describe myself as an unplugged tech lover. <laughs> uh, you know, using technology mindfully is the key to success because you can't escape it. Um, but then being able to, you know, again, make the technology work for you instead of you working for 
the technology. So being able to go in, identify what I'm looking for, and then share that with ease um, is just extremely valuable to me and my business, and then also building my personal brand. So wow. big ad. Karen, don't you feel like that was Christmas yes. morning yes. of tools? <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, I am trying it, to write so fast and jot down all of your brilliance. Oh <laughs> I got to get plugged into all these. What about yeah, you? Yeah, absolutely. There were several on that list that I was like, I don't have that. I need that. Yes, I'm going to download that after this podcast. <laughs> so yes, that was awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And if you're interested, I do have a blog on my website that can show you how to completely automate a Twitter account using Feedly and If This Then That. Ooh, so I love that. Saved a lot of time. (laughs) Automate. Okay. So Marissa, are you ready? We have got a very exciting lightning round. You're going to want to move to the edge of your chair. Tell me when you're there and we can get going with these rapid fire questions. Oh my gosh. Well, I'm going to take a deep breath. (laughs) (laughs) But are you ready? I am ready. Hit me. Okay. Paris or New York? Oh, God. You're really going <laughs> to kill me, aren't you? you got one airline ticket. Where are you going? Well, I'm going to go to Paris. Yes, that's our girl. Least accessible, you know? <laughs> so bonus points. I'm going to take you back to Saluki country. Bonus points to anyone who knows what a Saluki is. But brown dog or gray dog? Ooh, gray dog. <laughs> Ooh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. All right. We're going to shift back to technology real quick. Apple or PC? Oh, man. I I really prefer Apple, although I've been using a PC the past couple years. But Apple is just so sexy, isn't it? <laughs> Feels good on the fingertips. It's so creatively friendly. Okay. Oh, it is. <laughs> Friends or Seinfeld? Ooh, I'm a Seinfeld. All, all the way. Girl, girl. Love it. <laughs> What is your favorite social media platform? Ooh, you know what? I'm going to say Instagram. I think that uh, I really like how accessible it is to seeing kind of the behind the scenes life of, you know, some celebrities and even, uh, you know, tech influencers and people that I admire. Although I really like Twitter's searchability. Um, so if I'm ever trying to figure out like, what are people talking about? Um, I really like Twitter for that. Okay. Well said. Best book for creatives. Oh man. Um, I want to say it's called the art of fear and I will share with you, um, a link to it, but actually, you know what? I think I might have the title wrong. Um, I will find this creative creative book for you guys and send it to you. But it is all about um, the process of letting go as an artist. And I think once I realized that I could let things go and the world wasn't going to end um, and that I wasn't going to run out of creativity, um, it really freed me up a, a lot. So I'm very passionate about this book. So I will get you the title of it. Wonderful. We're standing by. If you're listening, it'll be in the show notes once we post this. Uh, So I'm going to take you back to Southern Illinois, and I'm going to apologize for my singing in advance, but finish the jingle. 
549-5326. Quattro's Deep Pan Pizza. Yes! <laughs> oh my gosh, ever. maybe they're a future sponsor? I don't know. <laughs> oh my gosh. Quattro's is famous. So good. Love that you do okay. that. Field trip there. Okay, oh, next question, Marissa. Coffee or tea? Oh, I'm a coffee girl. I have every different kind of tea and several different really pretty teapots. And yet I drink coffee all day, every day. <laughs> <laughs> tea in the winter, though. I like tea in the winter. Okay. So favorite drink before 5 p.m.? Yeah. Ooh, before 5 p.m.? I'm going to say probably coffee with raw sugar and half and half. To be specific, strong coffee, too. I like it. That, that <laughs> specificity is, a, is everything. Now, we're going to fast forward a little bit, Marissa. What is your favorite drink after 5 o'clock? I feel like we all know the answer to this one. I guess. <laughs> Prosecco. Yes. <laughs> You Although are I, fabulous prosecco and oysters, I mean it's happy hour with Marissa. Although I do have to say, um, we just got back from our honeymoon where we spent a lot of time in uh, Barcelona, and I think I have actually moved to cava as opposed to prosecco. It's a little drier. Okay, so. wow, that's a big bold move. We appreciate you sharing that <laughs> on this first episode of the show. <laughs> Maybe you know sponsor. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Well, congratulations, Marissa. You made it through our lightning round. All 10 questions. Oh, that's awesome, guys. So Marissa, thank you so much for being on the show. We couldn't have had a better first guest. And just thank you so much for all the time that you spent with us tonight. Oh my gosh, you guys. Thank you for having me. And I'm really excited about what you're doing. I think it's really important to bring um, these creativity conversations out to people who can hear them and benefit from them. So I really admire what you guys are doing. Bravo. Well, like Karen said, we were thrilled to have you. Thanks for letting us pick your brain and just kind of learn all about this creative mind that you have. Um, Marissa, one more thing. Where can all of your friends and fans keep up with you? Oh, you can follow me on my website, which is marketermarissa.com. Um, you can also find me on every social channel at Marketer Marissa, uh, which is M-A-R-I-S-A-1-S. Um, and then if you're interested in following my fashion and lifestyle brand, you can look up uh, Vogue Rhythm and find me on all social, all social channels there. Great. And that goes for MySpace as well? Oh, definitely. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. We'll I hope out I'm of the page. <laughs> Marissa, thank you again. We wish you the best of luck changing the world creatively. Oh, thank you guys. My pleasure. Thanks for listening to the Within Creative Reason podcast with Karen Tomer and Angela Hockman. If you like the show, please share it with your friends and be sure to subscribe. Know anyone who would make a great guest? Go to withincreativereason.com for more info. Stay tuned. Karen and Angela will be back with more creative conversations in the next episode.